This week, alchemy goes alpha mode. Your arena lands now with more space. Leave your meatball and noodle piles at home. They are no longer welcome here. Mishra's body melds into a war machine? Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves you don't need to win a pro tour to get your own Magic card skin. I'm your host, Moderator Dave, and with me are two other individuals who also host this podcast. Ben. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And other Dave. Hey. I was writing your names in the show notes so you remember to say this. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> this this intro went a lot smoother than the last 24 uh, the last 25 um so uh what you guys been doing this week playing magic with myself i haven't had time to get out and play with people oh you need to get some friends i, I think it's more accurate if you take the word magic out of it this is a family podcast why did you invite me to it then how do you think you make a family not like that by playing magic of course. Yes. Magic has gotten me everywhere in life. Certainly. Certainly so. Um, so what were you doing, uh, other Dave, since uh Ben was just shuffling his own decks yeah. uh, all week? Uh I I just played arena all week. I didn't do anything special on it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, tell you what that I've been and doing. Overwatch too. Overwatch too. Yeah, huh? that's taken over a lot of time too. Like, uh, I wasn't a big fan of the first one, so. Well, that's your loss. Well, it's, it's I have motion sickness, guys. That's oh, really yeah, that's right. To that's right. First-person shooters. I do too, but I, video games have never bothered me. Um, it's it's the worst, man. With me, I like play like three or four games, and then I throw up, and then lay down for the rest of the day. But but Probably I absolutely different. cannot ride any sort of rides anywhere oh that sucks mm-hmm. not, so not no, uh, carnival roller coasters in infinity land <laughs> the uh doctor emporium i every cool? time i end up somewhere too I, I get arrogant about it and i'm like you know what i'm older now i can handle a roller coaster because <laughs> that's got, that's usually I've, how it goes the older I've you got, get the easier it gets to yeah stuff. i've got this and then I spend the next hour hunched over a trash can at King's Island, puking my guts up. As long as you don't throw up on the runaway mine car and uh, Six Flags over Texas and get the next five cars behind you and then have to. Uh... Dude, it was the mini mine train. It was it a kid. Even... <laughs> Look, our dad threw up on the mini mine train at Six Flags over Texas on the kitty version. Oof. He threw up on a bunch of kids. I threw, up, back. I threw up on the uh, the teacups at the fair one time. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, like all of, like it had that spin wheel in the middle. Oh, yeah. So there was just like a pool. I, it was just like a pool of it, of my vomit, like on the spin wheel. <laughs> like in a, it literally like a scrying pool of vomit <laughs> because it was like concave. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, let's move on. This has gone in a not good, not good 
Not I good like direction. Guys are demented. I blame myself. Frags into it. Okay, so uh, what I've been doing, I did a couple of things. Uh, first thing I did, because I, I was kind of interested, and I think I mentioned a couple podcasts ago that I was uh, looking into getting into Netrunner, the uh, mm-hmm. asymmetrical card game where you're a hacker, hacking a corporation. Cool stuff. Very cyberpunk. Anyways, they had their world championship last weekend. So I thought I'd tune into their uh, coverage. Uh, see how it compares and contrasts to Wizards coverage and, uh, you know, see if I can learn a few things about the game while I was there. Um, Wizards doesn't own Netrunner? Um, they own Android Netrunner, the game, the, the IP license that the Fantasy Flight game was originally based on. Oh, okay. Which is why... Um, Fantasy Flight stopped making it. It's really weird. It's made by Richard Garfield? Yeah. Um, So it was meant to be... Okay. It's not where I plan on going, but since you're asking questions... Sorry, I just... I'm not super familiar with it, so... Okay. Well... It it says Deckmaster on it. Yeah. Deckmaster on the back of the card, plus it looks like a little... uh, Yeah. Windows 95 button. Mm-hmm. That was originally the uh, Android Netrunner was originally envisioned to be the second prong of the Deckmasters brand. Mm. Didn't go so well. I don't know why they decided Wizards themselves to stop making it, but they eventually sold the IP license to Fantasy Flight Games, and they redid everything. They redid the the reworked the game and turned it into a living card game. And then produced it for several years until the license ran out. And then when it came time to renew it, Wizards was like, nah. Nah, we're, you're making money nah. off of this now. We got to make the money. Well, it's it's probably the whole Hasbro mentality where they're wanting to make lots of money. So they're going to sit on this IP until they can utilize it to maximize money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were so, going to jump on the back of the Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. popularity, and then when it sucked, they were like, uh, never mind. Never mind. We'll just, we'll just chill for now. Yeah, so um, the community kind of like came together and formed a nonprofit to continue advancing Netrunner uh, outside of that IP, so that's where uh, that's what they're doing now, and they print cards and stuff. It's kind of cool. Um, so they're making like Rogue Netrunner? Yeah, that's, basically. That's like the most Netrunner thing ever, right? It, it, it really is the most cyberpunk thing ever where you're just like, yeah, we're just going to do what we want. Um, Corporation, we're going to make this out. Yeah, so uh, their coverage was really good for being uh, put on by a like nonprofit organization, right? The well, com- go ahead. You, yeah, do you go guys ahead. hear any, real quick, do you hear any background noise? No. Okay, good. My neighbor's dog is like f-ing losing it. <laughs> Oof. Make sure it wasn't coming through. It's a little late for the mail. What's going on? Must be that backdoor man coming in to your neighbors. <laughs> your your uh, neighbors are just getting jasoned in the in their backyard. <laughs> um, maybe he's lighting the kitchen on fire again. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It is the neighbor's house where the dog. Turned the oven on and caught their kitchen on fire. Is it the one where the guy was hanging sheets outside? No, that's the other no. side. <laughs> that's wild. 
that's a story. Not not, I, not not in October, by the way. No, <laughs> like it was June. it was yeah, it was like January because it was cold outside, and they oh, went yeah. outside and they <laughs> hung. They <laughs> weren't even gonna dry. They wrapped their sheets through all their tree branches. <laughs> it's, like it's the, it was the craziest thing. That's friggin' wild. Um. So as I was saying, coverage really good considering that this is like a nonprofit organization running coverage. I would say that the commentation, the commentary and the people doing the commentary was on par with what Wizards does hmm. as far as um, being interesting to listen to. Yeah. Same over the table setup that Wizards does at their paper pro tours and stuff. So there was no uh, variation there. It's almost as if you you have a passion for something and you're really like dedicated to it. You can like punch well above your weight class, you know. Like yeah, exactly. Uh, when you have so much like corporate rules and corporate like everything's been like washed and sanitized PC wise and all this other stuff like overly saturated by you know corporate influence, then it kind of shows, you know, like yeah. The, so these guys are like scrappy underdogs coming in through and making mm-hmm. a, a pretty decent. Um, yeah, making a pretty good decent production. The only thing there where I think Wizards has it up on them, and this is uh, 100% due to the amount of money Wizards can throw into stuff, is that they didn't have uh, the little blips in between matches and rounds that, mm. that wizards typically does where they'll go off and talk to somebody on camera yeah, or they'll have like a pre-produced video that they play in between matches. So yeah, the uh, poorly computer graphic that yeah. looked good at the time, but now, now yeah. you're watching it years later for like yeah. almond cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, so, they don't have that stuff obviously. So, um, but very nice concerning what they had to work with and it's a very interesting game to watch even though i must admit didn't know what was going on a lot of the time but can you teach us the rules now uh can, can we net runner uh probably yeah like can we do it scrappy like on a tabletop simulator or something um can there's I ac- hack your system <laughs> wink wink Yeesh. I, I don't know if that's a sex thing, so I'm not going to respond. <laughs> I'm going to run your net. But there's actually a backdoor into it. Um, let me get to it, and then we'll, we'll I'll touch on my last point. And then uh, <laughs> it's called gentechie.net, and you can um, play Netrunner on there. Oh, cool. Um, uh, like fully supported. Oh, well, I won't say fully supported. Like, it has a rules engine, but it works we, funny. We got to cut that so that, you know, they're, they're not onto us. Oh, no. The wizard shut it down. So that's cool. One last thing I want to touch on about it that I thought was very interesting when I was watching coverage was that the um, they just straight out said, hey, uh, we fully support proxies at all our tournament events. We've even got a printer here at the convention center. So if you need to get some proxies made, you just go there and and they'll print them off uh. and you'll be good to go. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And also, again, shows that disconnect between like a for-profit company and then a nonprofit organization. It trying to advance the games for yeah. the you know the sake of the game itself versus 
so they don't own the rights to Netrunner and they can't print new cards? They make new cards. I, I think it's because they dropped Android Netrunner and then um, reworked some of the, you know, the IP. If you, it's do like they, writing. Do they in any way, shape, or form sell cards? They do not. They, um, they have like um, drive through cards print. You can order a bundle of cards from drive through cards that is like printed cards that you can get, but they don't print them. You go there and you print them and then they send them to you. Sticking with the cyberpunk theme theme. Yeah. So um, I don't think that they're printing cards themselves and holding inventory and stuff. But like I said, I'm like a month into the scene. So I don't know how everything shakes out, but it's, it's cool. And it's like, right up my alley. Very well, it's cool that they let you why. print proxies, but that's also how like a company makes money to perpetually make games is by selling cards to play yes. in tournaments and stuff. So, I don't know if that's... I, I mean, I see why Wizards does what they do, and they're definitely for profit. Um, yeah. I, I do find it interesting you use the term organization and not a for, uh, non-profit corporation. So I don't know what, if, what the uh, structure's yeah. like. Yeah, because, always, because make no mistake, a nonprofit corporation is trying to make money too. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's my understanding that it's all volunteer staff and stuff. I don't think yeah. anybody's getting paid for nothing. So, um, anyways, Netrunner lets you print pro- proxies and use them in tournament events, which is mm-hmm. kind of the exact opposite of what Wizards does. Even nonprofit organizations have to have at least one employee that gets paid. Oh, by the okay. way, and they have to make a minimum of minimum wage. Okay, well, somebody's getting paid then at least one person. Hey, that's good. Get them uh, paid. Get paid. Um. Anyways, you, you keep. I like move the t balling it up to friggin' like segue into our next bit, and you just you keep tripping me, keep ripping mm-hmm. the football out, Charlie Brown and me hard. Okay. Anyways, oh yeah, I am Charlie Brown and you hard. Oh, <laughs> is that a sex thing? It's it's like the Dirty Sanchez. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I have no idea if that's a sex thing or not. I just wanted to say it sounds it. like it should be. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm I'm sure if you go to Urban Dictionary, there's a Charlie Brown on there. We will yeah. not be doing that. I'm sure that if you put probably. two words together, it's probably a sex thing. Yeah, any, any two words. Anyways, you ruined my segue into bitching about the 30th uh, edition. Uh, oh, well, just start that. bitching then. I'm not stopping you. <laughs> start bitching? Well, you know, we touched on it. We decided that it wasn't our thing last last thing. But it still makes me mad. And it took me until like this morning to figure out why it bothered me. Because there's a lot of stuff that Magic does that's like, it's not my thing, right? Like the Warhammer stuff. I didn't buy yeah, you, you decided you were owed this, right? I am one entitled asshole. Yes. No. <laughs> okay. I decided that I'm an entitled asshole. I've been playing since 90, 94, 95. Give me my Black Lotus now, please. <laughs> That's how it works. You right? just walk in and then you say, I've been playing since 95. Where's my Black Lotus? They point Where's you Black to the Black Lotus repository. <laughs> so it hit me. It hit me. Maybe I read a uh, certain tweet that I'm sure might be infamous by now. 
by an ex-wizard employee, but it hit me. The thing that bothers me about this set isn't the fact that it exists, because whatever, you know? It's the fact that when they initially marketed it and how they're marketing it, it's like, oh, everybody deserves a chance to open one of these, uh, you know, open a beta edition uh, cards, you know, cracking up uh, power, you, the, pure nostalgia, I think, was the word that Mark Roserotter used on uh, the initial stream. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, if you asked me if everybody deserves to eat, I would agree with you. But the United States does not seem to agree with that opinion. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Wizards <laughs> says they agree with everybody deserves to get this, to crack open these yeah, cards. Everybody <laughs> deserves it, just not everybody can afford it. Everybody can afford Yeah, the thing is that they're they're marketing it to people. But played like they're marketing it to everybody. Like, hey, everybody deserves this. Even before you played Magic, you know, you maybe you weren't around during Alpha Beta. You know, this is a thing we want to celebrate. This thing, also, you can't afford it, <laughs> and that's the thing that bothers me. I would have been completely okay if they would have been like, hey, we're putting out this thing. It's for collectors. If you're not a collector, you, you know, maybe this isn't your thing, or like totally target collectors like yeah. secret layers don't piss me off like because like they target collectors they're not telling everybody that oh man just crack one of these bad boys open it's pure nostalgia mm-hmm. secret layer is marketed towards people who collect things it's like what if i believe uh the analogy was what if sneaker culture meets magic the gathering and that's where secret layer came from yeah they're marketing that course collectors. They they're not doing they didn't initially do that. And I don't feel like they've done that with the collectors 30th edition. No. I feel like they've kind of done that just with their price point, but right. Yeah, that's but but they're, what they're saying is not <laughs> indicative of the price point. Yeah. You don't yeah. drive right. up in a, you don't drive up in a Ferrari and go, man, everybody needs to deserves to sit <laughs> behind this bad boy. I mean, wow. they, they could be right. Everybody deserves to drive a Ferrari. <laughs> I agree with that sentiment. Not everybody gets to drive a Ferrari, though. You're you're, you're killing me, man. What? You're, you're just you're you're killing you're you're just deflating my you're just. You're, <laughs> uh. So I was uh, my opinion on this product has not changed. Uh, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, I noticed that uh, a lot of people who were publicly. Uh, for this product said they were going to buy it have been walking that back recently uh, a couple uh popular youtubers slash streamers who are self-proclaimed whales that i have watched have said previously that they were going to buy it and now have changed their mind because of quote unquote fan backlash mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when i first heard this i was like you guys suck <laughs> like yeah. i was like this is that's a terrible opinion. You're like, I was real excited about this. I'm gonna buy it. This is for me. And then you're like, oh yeah, but other people don't like it, so now it's not for me anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound like an elitist prick by promoting it because all my people that look at me or that watch my stuff that can't afford it or they they're yelling about it. So I want my views, kind of. So thing. that was my initial reaction is yours. Right. So it's like, oh right. yeah. But actually, after I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I think I think maybe their opinion might be the right one. Now, I wasn't there to begin with. 
because, like I said, it was always outside of my price range and not my thing. But um, for collectors, you know, this is this is an item that they're looking at as something that they can buy and grow in value. But the fan base is so sour on this card, this set, this card. I'm not Ooh. sure it's going to have collector's value. Right. I was like, wondering that myself, actually. Yeah, like the the public discourse is so toxic around it that I'm not sure that this is actually something that's going to be worth collecting anymore. Prices are not only affected by how much is available in, on market, but uh, also about like demand for product, right? Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter if it costs thousand dollars; nobody wants it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if nobody opens them, then theoretically the prices would go up because there would be less in rotation, less in in the market to buy. But if nobody wants it, then that that number is meaningless because you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like, like this is a proxy black lotus that stands to be worth some money because it's going to be a rare thing and people would want it. But if nobody wants it, then it's five dollars. I yeah. I think they should cancel the whole thing and just replace it with Magic the Gathering NFTs. There you oh, go. Because <laughs> that's always turned out well. I honestly think people would have been less toxic toward NFTs than they are towards this collector's pack. Yeah, <laughs> I would hate it even more if it's NFTs, but that's another story. Um, I would hate it more. I would be actively against it. Yeah, but. I'd be like, you guys need to like check yourselves. Um, one last question before we move on. You mentioned they should just scrap the whole thing and start over. I get you were joking, but what if they scrapped it and instead of releasing randomized booster packs was like, Here's one of every copy from this collection in a nice box. We'll slide it your way for a thousand dollars. Do you think that would be better received by the community at large than randomized sixty card booster packs? Well, uh, booster box. Yes. Oh, it's hundred percent be better received, but also it's underpriced. What? What's your price point for this? What do you think? If I was going to say, here's a reprint of every alpha and beta card. Well, it's not every card. Yeah, but there's like five cards missing. A Um, reprint proxy, mind you. Yeah, proxy. Let's not get it twisted. It's not term illegal. This ain't Netrunner, kids. Uh, One dollar, Bob? See, I, I don't know what you put the price point at, but I just feel like when you're when you're talking about the cards that you're talking about, there are people out there who would be willing to spend, even yeah. though they're proxies, a substantial amount of money on it. And, right. and the value of it needs to be what the value of it, I think, is when it starts out or else it becomes the PlayStation 5. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, or something like that, where if the value, if you can sell it for a greater value than Wizards is selling it for, then it's going to be a product that's impossible for people to get. And yeah. that's going to turn into a problem. Uh, right. Fifteen hundred, too much, right. too little. I think fifteen hundred sounds right. Okay, I, I'm not a magic uh, employee. I, I'm not a person that crunches the numbers and knows all about the inner workings of of stuff within wizards and, and such. But like they used to sell, they used to do this, right? They did this where they sell you one of each, like. 
They did it once, the uh, okay. original collector's and it edition. And like, it was like 50 bucks, right? And I've seen people complaining that, like, oh, these are fake cards and you're selling them for this, and then this is what you could buy it back for back then. That was back then when they didn't know what they were doing. And honestly, if they ran the company like they used to, they probably would not be here. Like, you have, you have to, you have to like, check, check your thinking sometimes to say that, like, all this, you, you know money grubbing and and all that stuff might not be 100% good for the game but if they do none of it and they give their stuff away for basically free then the game like can't grow right uh so i don't know the the thing about having one of each printing is that the value is super high because of commander right yeah um so uh, and- so you can buy one one of these things and be set as the pop, you know, in commander, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, that's super valuable that they don't have to buy four. So you can price it higher because you only have to buy one instead of having to buy four. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. 1500 might be a, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever people would pay for it. That's, yeah, I, I really, it would be decided by the market at the end of the day. I think they would probably do some tests on it. Yeah. See yeah. how the market would react to it. And it might be more, it might be less. I, I, it's, it would certainly be better received, regardless of it could cost more and be better received. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it will, they, in this imaginary scenario we were, we were discussing, hopefully it's less than 28000 $971, which is the cost I spent opening up packs on uh, MTG 30 simulator to get nine power nine. And they're not even every copy. It's just nine. I was getting a bunch of time walks. Right yeah. it, like a whole it bunch. is like, I never, I, I, I was going like three or four times and I'd always clear it before I got the ancestral recall that I was looking for. Always seemed to be the one I couldn't get. So, yeah, that's uh, true. Very rare. So if you guys want the thrill, that nostalgia, if you will, of opening up alpha beta packs, but you're not a whale. Look that How up. much of a thrill did you get doing that? I, you should <laughs> ask my wife. I spent way too much time clicking that button, <laughs> opening packs. Man. Okay. It was it was at least a half an hour I was doing it and I was like, oh man. <laughs> so yeah, MTG thirty simulator, look it up. Uh, maybe we'll drop it in the show notes. I don't know. I thought it was fun. But let's move on to some news. You know? You guys oh, we haven't been news doing news. <laughs> I mean oh, I guess this? it's all news, right? I mean ugh. I mean sh- Magic Community Mad is news <laughs> every week. So let's Let's move on to some news that changes, yeah? Yep. Magic people happy. Magic people? Nah. One of these days... never happened. One of these days we'll write that line. No magic player complains about a set. Yeah. Everyone is happy. Finally did it. It's when Mark Rosewater retires. He's like, we finally did it, guys. We've made everyone happy. My job here is done. That, that would require some kind of mass brainwashing, right? Like yes, that's probably. The only way that that happens is if like Lex Luthor succeeds. <laughs> some Lex Luthor yeah. level shit. Yeah. Um, so we have up on the news docket uh, Pioneer Challenger deck release update due to supply chain 
woes, blah, 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 blah. Release date for the European uh, release of the Pioneer Challenger Jet has been changed. Hmm. Just Europe, Yeah, just Europe. Um, This does not affect North America. Um, Is originally November 4th, uh, same as everywhere else. Now it is December 9th. So does that have to do with like Ukraine and stuff then? Uh, all they said was supply chain issues and I stopped reading. Gotcha. Um, so December 9th, if you're waiting on getting that, is it Phoenix? All, all those poor European pioneer players, all three of them are crying right now. Exactly. Mm. And Ben is crying with them. So there's four yes. people crying, just I, I only three for, in Europe. And I so, feel for you, you European pioneer fans. Posting an EU flag on his timeline in solidarity right now. <laughs> um, okay, so let's also move on to... Uh, Do you guys ever plan on, on meeting together to play, finally play some pioneer and paper? You and oh, the yeah. three other people who want to play it? <laughs> It's, yeah, 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 one of these days. We're going to stream it. It's going to be a thing. It's going to be a big event. We're going to call it Pioneer Fest. The largest gathering of Pioneer players in it, uh, ever. It's going to be the Woodstock of Pioneer, really. Yeah, you must come in covered wagons. Let's move on to uh, Arena's State of the Game address. was uh, dropped on October 5th. You, you, want, you guys want to talk about it? You want to talk about, uh, want to talk about Alchemy? Sure. I haven't even looked at what's in this yet. Oh, uh, no, notably, they re unrebalanced these tabletop versions of the car. And so they're back in historic in their original form, not the alchemy version, which I applaud. That's that's my that like I'm yes. Give me the real card. Uh, that's the one thing that gets me about historic is that, that they use alchemy balanced cards. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so. so you don't like them making magic a more balanced game or you 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 want the exact paper card every time no matter yeah, what. I, well I want I want parity. So like if I like I know historic's its own thing and like so that's why it's like largely not like if they did the alchemy rebalances to explore that's going to be pioneer, I think that would be very bad because if you have a deck in paper and you want to play it then you can't, you know, uh, but yeah. since historic is a digital only format, it doesn't matter as much. I, it's just when you when you play a Seekus Chariot and you get one cat or two cats in paper and then you go and value it on line and you're like, oh, I should throw this in my deck, but it only actually makes one cat. And now, now you're like, oh, that's bad. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah, not it's, as bad. Good. it's a bad card with one cat. It's right. A real bad card. Well, good news, because now it has two cats again. Yeah, um, the so thing I appreciate. Yeah. Unbalanced. unbalanced. So I, I am okay with this if they are looking at the cars and saying, you know what, the alchemy changes didn't work. It's not. It's too bad of a card now. We change it back. But if I, I think, just like blanket doing it to everything is bad for that, right? Well, yeah. Uh, so yeah, these were. Yeah. These were rebalanced because they were in the alchemy standard. So these rotated out of standard. So now they looked at them in historic, I'm guessing, and they said this is an appropriate power level at the regular card for historic. So we're unbalancing because they're all, you know, 
There's a Theros, or uh, not Theros, uh, Zendikar and Kaldheim cards and a Strixhaven mm-hmm. card. So they all left standard here. So yep. maybe this is their plan going forward every time standard rotates to look at the the list of balances and see if it's appropriate to give the higher power back. Yep. Yeah, sure. I uh I am with uh other Dave on this one as well. I appreciate that they're they're going back and it seems likely that they did do it because they rotated out of alchemy standard. So um I applaud them for that. I appreciate well, it. Well so in the examples, is there a card that is still I guess playable after it's been nerfed? Like would you put Cauldron Familiar in a deck or Meat Hook Massacre in a deck? I think people were still playing um, Three Fairy after he got bumped up to four. Um, I've still seen Cauldron Familiars in, in Historic here and there. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's because it's, it's it just it can't block now. So it yeah. still does the thing you actually want it to, just not no, also man. block. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe stuff like that is still good for the format as a whole you know, since it's mm-hmm. a digital only. I just don't Yeah, really you're like never going to get rid of the alchemy stuff in a stork. It's here to stay. So uh, you might as well just... As, as long as it stays a separate format, I'm a, I am 100% okay with them balancing cards. Yes, me too. I agree. Um, and I'm also 100% okay with them revisiting it and saying, okay, maybe we shouldn't have balanced that. I I appreciate those things, actually, for a format like that. I agree. Yeah, Luminarch Aspirant is uh, good again. She wasn't terrible in the bait rebalance. She just didn't immediately get the counter. Okay, Uh, so... um, Yeah, so rebalances happened. They also released uh, Alchemy, Dominaria United, or as they're apparently calling it, DMUA? Uh, it dropped. I mean, what? Like, I don't follow alchemy, and so I'm not going to be like, "Oh, these are great cards." But there was one particular card that um did get a lot of uh talk amongst us when it was announced, and we just haven't got around to uh, talking about it until right now. And that is Alpha of the Oracle. Um. Do you want to read what that has to say? It's in the link. I didn't put it in the show notes. Yeah, it's a blue and a two colorless. It's a creature bird wizard. It's 2-3 flying. When Oracle of the Alpha enters the battlefield, conjure the power nine into your library, then shuffle. Whenever whenever Oracle of the Alpha attacks, scry one. This is an interesting card. <laughs> it, it Very interesting, but is it good? Or is it bad? The answer is no. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> it, yeah. It is. I don't. I. I think it's not good. But I feel like uh, maybe there was one amongst us who thought it might be good. I don't want to call him out, but well, uh, I, I'm just saying that you're gonna you're gonna conjure Power Nine into your library, which of course makes your library bigger. We had this huge discussion about. Yeah the drawbacks on this. I'm just saying that, you know, maybe it's not as bad as it first sounds. Um, I I leave it up to people messing with this card to figure out, to figure out what, Uh, what how to break it. So here's my thing with it. 
and and maybe I'm sure there's ways to break it. You know, the t- goblin tinker or something. You know, mm-hmm. crazy where you're uh, black lotus in every turn or something. Because in theory, if you have a token generator, you could, it's it's zero. You could yeah. yeah. Anyway, like a um, an ironworks or a grinding station or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the problem with it is most of the power nine is only really great on turn one. Yes. You know? Right. 66% of the power nine is only at its best if you have it on turn one. It's a mana mm-hmm. ramp. Yeah. Yep. And right. that is impossible. To right. Because you can't play this until turn three and then you have to draw it or find it or seek it or whatever. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other ones are taking extra turns or it's like. You, we already have extra turn cards too that people are always breaking. So I mean, really time walk is walk. is a whole different kind of extra turn card because oh, of the cost. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, usually they don't pay for the extra turn cards; they cheat it in somehow. Yeah. Right. So it yeah, it is what it costs when it's free. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I think it's interesting, and this is the kind of uh, quirky cards that digital only. The kind of the kind of quirky cards that showcase interesting things that you only get with digital only. That's what I'm right. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think it's good. I don't know. Did anybody? I haven't. I didn't think I seen anybody in the greater interwebs suggest that this was like a drop dead amazing card. No, it's probably better in brawl than anything. I guess. Um, you see, that's what I was thinking, but you're like, how do you, like, you get one, if, if this thing isn't your commander, which it can't be because it's not legendary. Right. Um, you have to, you get one copy. You tutor for you, it. You have to find it. You tutor for it. So maybe you get another copy so you can put it. Well, if you go, what there, how many black tutors are there? You can put it in a, a Grixis. Yeah, I mean, or a uh, Demir. Yeah, on and, on arena. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is on arena because I like I have two like brawl decks. I don't play a lot of brawl on arena. Um, I, I mean, brawl is so much like you don't necessarily have to find something. Yeah, yeah. So, you just so. it, you never have it as a oh sing. Well, I guess there's some commander people out there. This the singular focus is one combo piece. Yeah, or, you know, assembling um, a combo with one card like one yeah. copy of it yeah so well, just i just tutors exist i just don't think i think it's even worse in brawl i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah i'm not sure the opportunity cost is so high i would be interested to see somebody that uh can break this card but i think it's just more of a a very safe play to mm-hmm. hype the power nine for magic 30 um it seems like, you know, this card could have been like more broken, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they like they like let's just give you the power nine on arena. Um one last thing I want to mention before we move on. This card opens up the possibility of getting some sort of powered cube for arena now because obviously every piece of power is programmed in arena and works. So I would expect some power cubes coming at some point in the future. 
Are they going to? Because you're not going to have access to the Power Nine as actual cards, though. They're going to be all tied to this card. But But technically, the card exists now. If you're conjuring it, the the programming for the card exists. Oh, so you're saying they may release... They they love to do those the cube events, so why wouldn't they do a cube with the Power Nine in it? That's true. Not so you can get the wild cards and stuff, just in the cube. Yeah, because cubes are always fancy. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I guess I just misunderstood. Yeah. Also, I'm write this down. This is a prediction from uh, Oracle Dave here. The event voucher that you get for Magic 30 uh, when you buy the virtual ticket, yeah. you guys remember this, is going to be some kind of powered cube. Hmm. That's my prediction. Interesting. You have a prediction on that, Ben? Uh, that they will not. I don't know. <laughs> 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 What's Dave, the other prediction? prediction is this one very specific thing Ben's <laughs> like anything but that <laughs> yep yeah, yeah, exactly what's your hey. prediction there Dave that they're going to put exactly half power 9 in the cube it's an all mox cube power 4.5 my, my prediction is it's going to be something super generic it's going to be like <laughs> historic uh like a, a, the, just a regular historic event, but that the rewards are going to be like 10 times the rewards you give anywhere else. Yeah, it's probably going to be that. <laughs> but it'd be cool. Maybe not 10 times, but like more than you yeah. would get from a traditional event. Yeah, pumped up rewards. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. It's probably going to be a, a draft token for a special special uh, draft. Uh, and, and they'll extra- probably also give you some special cosmetics. All right. Well, speaking of special cosmetics, guys, how about speaking of special? Speaking of spatial, um, uh, um, they released the Infinity Spaceland skins on Arena. I think they look hella cool. I'm not going to pay the 25 gold slash 5k gems for them. But I definitely will pick them up why they uh, when and if they ever become on sale because which they, they inevitably will be in that daily. Store. Yeah, eventually it may be like a year and a half, but inevitably they will be there. I don't yep. know, man. They're pretty sick. I'll probably spend twenty five k gold on that man like that. They, they are pretty sick, sick. dude. Um, and Do you then- get? Any of the actual Shocklands with it, or do you just that's get a separate this? purchase? Yeah, that's Ish. a separate bundle. Yeah, Ish. it's yeah, uh, I can't. If it was times fifteen k gold for the Borderless Shockland bundle. Yeah, if if it was twenty five k gold and I got like four copies or or even just two copies of each one and the skins, I would mm-hmm. be about it, but. Dude, Overgrown Tomb is like a, a spaceship that's like drifting in space. I know. I, pieces. I, that Godless God, Shrine. Bro. Is my yeah, Godless Shrine looks sweet, oh. dude. Uh, what is it? The Red White Sacred Forge? That one. That one's Sacred my foundry. Where Sacred Foundry. Yeah. Death starred. <laughs> yeah, that one is like, mm, that's my favorite from that one. Um, I guess last up for the uh, Magic Arena stuff is the ultimate showdown. Did you guys play it? No. What is an ultimate showdown? So like the final countdown? That's exactly what I had in my head. <laughs> well, um, I played it. I would like to be able to explain it to you, but I'm going to be perfectly 
fucking honest. I don't understand what the hell was going on <laughs> during the entire event. It was bizarre. Um, the cool thing that I wanted to bring up was that... Oh, was that the uh, Omnipotence event? Yeah, it was... Okay, I did do that, yeah. Oh, okay. With the uh, human gamer avatars from... Yeah, where you could pick either... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... There was an Omnipotence-style event. Is that what they were doing? I just, yeah. like, everything didn't cost money except when it did. Everything didn't cost mana except when it did. It was the... Yeah, it's basically... It's, Everything in your hand costs zero. You get some amount of mana, right? In order yeah, to like, use abilities of two of each land or something. It was Wooberg every turn to cast uh, uh, stuff. Yeah, and you get a hard hand or, and you have a free mulligan and then you can just basically drop right. everything in your hand. Yeah, um, and every turn kinda, you get three cards. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. It's a whole different way to play Magic, that's for sure. Exactly. Well, it can It's like Yu-Gi-Oh. My it? little peanut brain. I don't. I don't believe so. Didn't get a new hand of cards every turn or something. Oh, I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. Apparently, I used to be able to play back in the day. I don't. I don't remember. So you have to give me a refresher if anybody wants me to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, anyways, also because the avatars of the unfinished of the uncard human gamer cycle uh we're in that event they are now also available to purchase in the store which is kind of cool uh i'll probably pick up one or two of those oh timmy and johnny and spike and i like spike uh, that's my favorite one i don't know that i've seen this this person before the spike yeah the tournament grinder i've seen that before i didn't know that's who that was yeah, it's like I don't I don't know if now that I have the braids avatar I will ever use an avatar that's not braids. Dude, it's sick. Uh it is pretty cool. I'm building my way up towards that in the uh I guess it's the card sleeves is what you're working for in the uh mastery pass. But yeah. Uh let's move on to uh stuff that's marketed towards collectors and therefore not pissing anyone off. Uh there's a couple uh notable secret layers. It, yeah, they they tease these. They haven't like actually. I, I would posted. not say that one of these has not pissed people off because I have definitely seen people griping about that first one. <laughs> okay, so I got an email yesterday. It says, "Click and find out." Click and click and swipe to find out what our next secret layer is, and I swipe it, and it's Post Malone. Uh, so Post Malone is getting a secret layer drop. It is uh, it is a reskin of the card. Kyrix, son of Yogmoth, and it's called Post, son of Rich. <laughs> Is that Post Malone's kind of, dad's name? I, I assume. If it's I not, assume. I'm salty. Uh, yeah, so that was like the um, the teaser for that. Um, I think they have they released. If he's getting some lands along with it, where he's drawn. Yeah, oh, there's some lands that he's drawn on and divided opinion. Post Malone's father's name is Richard, by the way. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, Post Malone's getting a card and uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I guess, sure. Why not? At least it's not like uh, he didn't design a card. At least it's just a reskin. 
Yeah. He has been very involved in magic recently. Like yeah. he is clearly okay. he's clearly a fan of the game. Let, like, let me okay, hold on. Let me not let me back that up because I, I don't want to say at least he didn't get to design a card, because that sounds really like exclusionary or whatever. Um <laughs> I guess traditionally like uh people have, you know, like Bob and Paulo got like design cards like dark confidant and elite spellbinder um Shadow Mage respectively yes uh, sure right. i don't uh, remember who who did that one yeah because they were really good at playing magic on a pro level so that was kind of like a hey let help us you know so i guess if post malone did that i wouldn't be upset about it but i guess it's a secret layer drop and not a in there i think it is cool uh, that he's getting a secret layer i guess uh, I let me ask yeah because i i think this is cool even though i would not call myself a post malone fan um he seems like a cool dude he's really into magic he talks about magic a lot and he's probably what? single-handedly got more people into the game than you know apollo villarosa or uh yeah <laughs> like why why would you not well, celebrate that? And not only that, but I yeah. like name any celebrity more associated with magic. None. There are none. Yeah. So. This probably should have been done already. Hmm. I'm not salty about this. I don't under why what was the vibes you were getting from the people who were upset about this? Uh uh people who don't think Post Malone deserves a card, similar to what Ben was saying. Look, Dracula. It's mostly. I mean, you know who it is. You know the salty salts. Dracula got a fucking card. What has fucking Dracula done for this game? How, like, Uh, except in the inspiration for an entire plane that they've made multiple sets. Yeah, but (laughs) how many tournaments has Dracula won? How many (laughs) games of Magic has Dracula played? Dracula played no fucking games of Magic. He gets a card. What the hell? Or Ryu and Ken video yeah. games. What? What? Yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla. I think he's done more to destroy magic than he has <laughs> to help it. That's, he got a card. But, but speaking of video games and yeah. sacred layers, yeah, they teased yeah. on their Twitter that they were going to cross Assassin's Creed. Sorry to stomp on you, Dave. I'm just really. Oh, I just realized like, that I like ran past your segue, and I was yeah. just like. That's okay. I I just realized that both links for your uh, secret layer drops are for Post Malone. Yeah, I don't. I did. I didn't do that second one. But I the, the <laughs> Assassin's Creed is they didn't. There's no like. It was just a tweet that said, "Hey, you're gonna like this thing," and then they just put a thing that says MTG Secret Layer X Assassin's Creed. And there's been no. I haven't seen any other announcements regarding it. I thought they talked about it in that stream they did earlier this week, but I could be mistaken. I didn't actually watch it. So, assumably, they're going to make like a Street Fighter esque um, secret layer with Assassin's Creed, which um, is not surprising so, in the least. What was the honestly. the um, jumpy into the Bela Hay thing called uh, in the game? Oh, it's the e- Leap of Eagle Faith. Die? Oh, yeah, Leap of Faith. Yeah. Oh, see, that's that, that's going to be in the secret layer. They don't even oh, have sure. to in that bad. I, also, I feel like there's got to be a hidden blade equipment. Right. Yep. yep. There'll be a hidden blade equipment. It's going to be a reskin of ceremonial knife. Watch it. Now, I think they might do a whole um, different cards like they did with Street Fighter, like not just reskins. 
I, I feel it's like possible. the only character you can use though, it, like it's Ezio, Ezio. right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it has to be Ezio. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like Michael Fan- Fassbender. Yeah, please. <laughs> He's a great actor. Yeah, he really. I, I suppose Desmond, maybe. Yeah, you could have a Desmond. Uh, Desmond's been in, operative yeah. guard or something. But like, other than Desmond and Ezio. I don't. I don't feel like they've had any characters that have resonated enough. Yeah, I guess people really like the uh, Edward, the pirate. Yeah, from Black Flag. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that I mean, what like? Of course, big corporation gets with other video game corporation that just vomits all of their stuff on everything all the time. It being Ubisoft, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, they cross with. This will be the first time they have a secret layer NFT. No. (laughs) You're trying to make me cry. Ubisoft tried to get in the NFT game and it was a disaster. Good. They're like, oh, now I'll make. Hey, guys, remember uh, we we tried to do NFTs and they failed. Do you remember fungible tokens? Remember when those were a thing? Let's make those a thing again. Oh, we can make cards, they're fungible. (laughs) <laughs> just, uh, people acting I, like people come out of nfts being like <laughs> let's I've go had, back to fungible tokens <laughs> this cracks me up i've had water damage carts that have proven to be very fungible <laughs> um moldy moldy well was that the joke yeah but yeah okay okay you know, more <laughs> Make like it shred followed fungus anyways yeah. That really killed the discussion, which is cool because who wants to talk about Ubisoft? See, Walter, it is Wazoo, but if it makes you feel better, we can test it with a magnet later if you want. Whatever. Let's just get out of this alley. I have a room at the inn in the edge of town. Here it is. Pretty sweet setup, huh? Damn. This might be the nicest place I've ever stayed at while traveling. Guys, this is a shack made out of garbage behind a dumpster that is behind the inn. How much are they charging you for this? What? Charging? I doubt they even know we're here. You can stay at the inn for free as long as you don't go in. He's right. That's a solid travel tip. Okay, fine. People not knowing we're here only helps us at this point. Stay here tonight, and then tomorrow we get the hell out of town. How are we going to do that, Walter? We are short on gold. I had to empty my coffers to figure out the boss was a Phyrexian. I don't know, Mo. All my gold's back at our place, stuffed in a shoe. Hey, guys, I actually, I still have the portal. What? How? How? I, I don't know. I just, it didn't seem right leaving it with all the trouble we went through to get it, so I took it. Speaking of trouble... How did you survive the warehouse on Capenna? We thought you were dead for sure. Uh, not really sure. I thought I did die for a second, but then I woke up and I was surrounded by a bunch of goblins. They said I fell out of the sky. They were nice kin folk. Huh. I think you might have been in Shiv. I read about that place. Lots of goblins there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Shiv. Like, in jail. How'd you find us in Bolinia? 
My merchant friend told me about it once he's or bleh. my merchant friend told me once he saw an extremely hairy goblin working at a greasy spoon. I kind of thought that sounded like you, so I came to check it out. See, Walter, aren't you glad I didn't let you talk me into shaving? Yeah, I'm really glad that by completely random happenstance, Wazoo found us. But how about we work on getting out of here? Can you still power the portal? Yep, I sure can. Do you guys got any Halo? I keep asking, but nobody listens to me. Oh my god, does it look like we have any Halo here? Uh, yes? Wazoo, they don't have Halo here. Well then, no, I can't power the portal. Sorry. Let's talk about (laughs) other things that should be banned. How about... You just gonna leave me hanging? You don't know where I'm going with I this. Thought, well, I thought you were how, gonna. How, how about how about the banned and restricted announcement that dropped earlier this week? Cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, Ben, you'll have to speak to this modern ban. Yeah. Like, you you talk about the standard ban. I'll talk about the modern ban. Sounds good to me. And I will make noodle jokes. So in in standard. They have banned Meat Hook Massacre, which I partially understand. And also sometimes it's like, you know, the writing is on the wall. Like they clearly made a push to make Wano Black strong. Right. Too strong. Uh, In Dominaria, they were clearly aiming for people to be playing Mono Black. And then they were like, whoa, hey, Mono Black's too strong. (laughs) We got to do something about it. Well, yeah. Okay, that's what that was your goal. Obviously, in Dominaria was to right. was to push mono black the way that they've been pushing green recently, or or pushing white. You know, clearly this time around they're pushing black. Mission failed successfully. Yeah, um, I do think Meat Hook is the right card to ban, and probably yeah. for similar reasons to what they said, it is the card that's been around longer. Um, from a from a financial standpoint, you know, it's hard to sell the new packs if your best cards are banned. Right. Uh, but mm-hmm. even just from from a keeping standard fresh standpoint, it's better to ban the older card than it is to ban the newer card. Because if you want standard to become fresh, you want to promote the newer cards. Right. If you ban the new cards, then everybody just keeps using the decks that they were using right. before. Yeah. Um. And I do think that Meat Hook is the card that creates the most degenerative playstyle in that deck. That card is so ridiculously good. Yeah, no, like, it's insanely holy, good. The design of that card is like, mwah, chef's kiss. Like, it's so good. It, it's uh, a spicy meatball. Yes, it, it is a spicy meatball. I do feel for the people who have bought Meat Hook Massacres in order to play them in this new standard with their mono black decks. Yeah, like just a recently mm. buy. Yeah, yeah. If you if you recently decided, hey, I want to play mono black because it looks real fun because braids and and Liliana and Sheldred and the Raven Man and and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you said I need to get four meat hook massacres, and you drop two hundred bucks on it. I feel yeah, well, yeah, close probably closer to three hundred. <laughs> it was seventy bucks or so before last time I looked. Looked it was going, but it has been a while since I oh, looked. Okay. Okay. I, I have not. 
Good, good news is, is I don't, it's 50 now. It was 70 as of like DMU release or shortly after. Well, it spiked mm-hmm. after DMU. So yeah, it really went up and then now it's back to 50. So you're right. It was 50 and then DMU released and it went up to about 70 and then back down. You know who's happy about this? This, players. this guy sitting right here because he's going to get, hopefully... I don't know if it was in the announcement. Uh, four new wild, four shiny wild cards coming off this band <laughs> might actually have enough wild cards to put together a standard mythic wild now. cards. Oh, is that I mythic? Saw. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I thought it was I gold. Was, oh, no, it was rare. <laughs> no. So Never anyway, yeah. it's crazy, right? That the the rare wild cards are more valuable than the mythic ones. It is crazy. Uh, it is, and now I'm upset. I get because, disappointed every time I get a I mythic <laughs> wild card. I'm like, ah. Yeah, go away. That's really weird too. That Can I like, trade my mythic wild card for a rare wild card, please? please? I will three take two one. for one. I'll take three to one. It's fine. Um, so yeah, I think that Meat Hook is such a good card that when you combine it in a deck strategy that is all about keeping creatures off the other person's board, like yeah, it's probably the one that needs to go because if you try to if it, it it shuts out the weenie decks like you said, but if you wipe the board then lay a Liliana, then you're just controlling them. Yeah, the rest of the time. So it's yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's probably the one. It slows down that what uh, black deck for sure. But the good news is that like you can still technically use your meat hooks elsewhere because. Like it's still a good card for the non-rotating formats too, and is and right. is used. So I, it was one of those cards that I was getting tired of playing against in standard. Where like yeah. every time it's like seventy percent of my matches are meat hook massacre, and I'm just like I'm so tired of this. And card. and and it you have to play like it's in so it's black black is splashed into so many decks that you always have to plan around playing against meat hook. Like right. when you build your deck, you got to account for meat hook. So, um, do you think the banning of Meat Hook will cut down on splashing into black? Probably. I don't know. I don't know standard enough. What do you think, Period Dave? Uh, it probably depends on the color. Uh, so you're. Uh, I, I'm going to say blue and like uh, Asper. Yeah, I say blue and white probably still splash into black. Depending on what white is playing, yeah. So uh, no, but but red and green. I mean, they've had their own Jundi big stuff thing going on anyway. So okay, it probably doesn't really affect them too much. They're they're probably not going to. Those numbers probably remain unchanged. Okay, so modern ban. They took the noodle out of modern. <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh, your I was serious. I had no idea what you were talking about. Hey, everybody. Let's systematically ban all of the companions one at a time. And when the new one crops up, that's a problem. Let's ban that one, too. Instead of just banning all of the companions at once. Um, no, I, I, I don't care about the other companions. We'll see. They're not as bad. Yorion was banned. Um, they, they cited dexterity issues. With the, as being the problem, uh, when you have an, wind of a uh, class action lawsuit for repetitive stress injuries caused <laughs> by shuffling Urion decks. So specifically in modern, where it's banned, you have to shuffle a lot due to the fe- fetch lands, and shuffling eighty cards is a different 
beast than 60. Um, and it's all this shuffling is like all this time and Yorion or 80 card decks in general have caused a lot of draws games to go to turns and, and that kind of stuff due to they, what they say is dexterity of shuffling. Some people are better at shuffling than others. And, um, if you've been on the, the, I, I think some people do that stuff on purpose. Too. I think oh, there's sure. a lot of people in the magic crowd who get their kicks on frustrating you by taking forever to shuffle their deck. So there was definitely a lot of uh, talk about being in the, um, it's like the Yorion bracket. Uh, <laughs> because, because there's a large, like, so the, part of the issue of Yorion in these 80 color decks is like, the elementals deck is so powerful that it, it's a big draw to just pick it up. But if you don't really know how to play that game, you're probably going to, or that, that deck, you're probably going to go to turns or lose. So there's specific, uh, like bracket part, like second round, um, where the Yorion piles are and you want to try to avoid those. So you either want to lose or you want to win to hopefully not get, you have a lesser chance of fighting an 80 card deck. Uh, mm. And these kind of things is, is why Yorion's banned, essentially. is it, It's just, you never wanted to play against it. It, it drew, like, made games go longer than they should. Um, it's like, anyway. <laughs> now, that's not to say that with the banning of Yorion, you can't play 80 cards. It's just you have less of incentive. You have a, you know, one one less free... Uh, well, not free, but it's a 4-5 is, flying. Is anyone going to be playing 80 cards now that Yorion... Man. The uh, Battle of Wits deck, man. Those the, the three. <laughs> every that... once in a while, you see one of those sneak into a top tournament win, like in Vintage or whatever. Yeah, uh, even that sometimes. Legacy, legacy. There was one not long ago that got a big modern win. Like, I mean, when I say not long ago, I mean like a year or two ago. Oh, okay. That like randomly managed to eke out a, a top eight modern tournament win, and you were just <laughs> like, "Who was like, man?" You know what I'm taking? Battle, Battle of Wits. Wits. Nobody <laughs> will suspect you, it. You gotta respect that that game, though, man. Somebody just shows up. So Battle of Wits deck. So back to Dave's question: Are people going to play eighty card decks with Yorion gone? I do not think so because the drawbacks of having eighty cards. Or there's no having a free four five that you can call to your hand at any time uh, and then blink your elementals or whatever. That is a reason enough. But without that, there's no real incentive because there's so many there's too much of a drawback. to. That's what I figured. It's it's just Um, not streamlined enough. Yeah. So those companion. Those decks will streamline down to 60 and go like mm-hmm. I think the the nail on the in the coffin for Yorion was the Rhinos players started splashing um, white and turning it into an 80 card deck to play Leyline Binding, which filled a hole um, that they could, you know, grab a chalice or something that would prevent them, their Rhinos from existing or whatever. Uh, so mm-hmm. they could so they splashed and grew to 80 with Yorion. And then, like, they were like, ah, wait a minute. That's too too many people playing this Yorion fellow. So Sky Noodle got the hammer. I think the, the writing was on the wall before, though, just because of the poor play pattern. But I don't think yep. you'll see it. You probably have people for a couple, two more weeks that'll try it mm-hmm. um, in, the like, the Rhinos deck because you didn't really need Yorion. But mm. I think they'll, they'll pair back down to 60 because it's just more efficient. Yeah. Always more efficient. Okay. 
Final question of this discussion, and then we'll move on. Yes or no? Do you double sleeve your Yuri on deck? Uh, yes, because I'm a madman, but also it's really hard. It's like it's like significantly larger. <laughs> how is yeah, it you- like stacked up? Is it like elbow to hand? Is that how big that deck is? Double sleeved. Uh, you need to take a picture of it next to a 60 card double sleeve deck and then we'll put it on the cover art this week I want a picture of it next to a 60 card single sleeve deck okay do that because that'd be funnier or, or no sleeves <laughs> um, no sleeves about- I, I'm surprised you don't play with no sleeves Mr. Inverted Controls <clears throat> like I'm it's but, less than a hand, you know, like uh, the measurement of a horse. It's le- it's actually less than a hand. So, but it's it's still. Look at you with your bougie uh, units of measurement. Well, it's just your hand <laughs> sideways measuring horses. Depending man. on the hand, it's, it's it's less than a hand. Okay, so we put this on hold from last week, but let's talk about it now. Let's talk about Mishra who is probably very upset he didn't get to go first. Sounds like a Misha thing to do. Yeah, probably start another war about it. Hopefully this doesn't become a problem come November. All right, so there's two cards that meld into one. We have mm-hmm. Mishra claimed by Gix. It's two colorless, a black and a red, legendary creature, Phyrexian human artificer. He's a 3-5. He's got a dump truck ass. Whenever you attack, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life, where X is the number of attacking creatures. If Mishra claimed by Gix and a creature named Phyrexian Dragon Engine are attacking, and you both own and control them, exile them, and then meld them into Mishra lost to Phyrexia, and enters the battlefield tapped and attacking. Mm. Then you have Phyrexian Dragon Engine, which is a three convertive mana cost artifact, which is just a three colorless artifact. Creature, Phyrexian Dragon... It's a 2-2 with double strike. When Phyrexian Dragon in- Engine enters the battlefield from your graveyard, you may discard your hand. If you do draw three cards, it has Unearth, two red, and three colorless. Um, and it what does Unearth do for me who doesn't know all the You can words? play it from your graveyard. It gets haste, sacrifice it at the end of turn. Mm, that's nice. It might actually be exile at the end of turn or... That's less nice. It's yeah. probably, it's probably exile. Uh, look that up, and I'll talk about Mishra. Mishra lost to Phyrexia. It is exile. Yes, exile at the end of turn. And then you go get him with Karn. Um, anyway, you wouldn't do all that. Anyway, Mishra but, lost to Phyrexia. Yeah, you know, if you meld it or you sacrifice it before your end of turn. Yep. Or if you yeah. if you blink it back in, exile it, and then it returns to the battlefield, then it loses. It forgets it was unearthed. Um. Mm. So Mishra Lost Phyrexia, the meld creature, is a legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian Artificer, 9-9. Whenever Mishra enters the battlefield or attacks, choose three. Um, The choices are target opponent discards two cards. Mishra deals three damage to any target. Destroy target artifact or planeswalker. Creatures you control with menace and trample, or have menace and trample until end of turn. Creatures you don't control get minus one, minus one until end of turn, or create two tapped Power Stone tokens. Jeez, that's a lot. Yeah, a lot of a lot. choices. You get to choose three of them when he enters the battlefield or attacks. I actually, pref- I actually like the the way they've been going with the ETB or attacks route mm-hmm. recently. I think it's a design space that they're exploring that I really enjoy personally. 
Um, I mean, it, that's been around for a while. That's, yeah, they're like leaning heavy into it with uh, stuff, and it's I like I dig I dig it. I, I, it's the first time I remember that is with the Titans in mm-hmm. the first Zendikar block. But yeah, it probably, I, was, it probably was around before that. I have also been out of the game for a really long time, so <laughs> I never got to Zendikar before. So it's new to me, I guess. So, what do we think about these cards? Um, I think that it's cool that there's finally a dragon engine that is actually an okay card. The uh, one from Antiquities was kind of a sad sack. Yeah, for for the time. I um, think the. Go ahead, Dave. No, you go first. I was going to say I think the dragon engine is a good card. It's got some neat stuff with it. The the wheel your hand and draw three. What's that effect? There's a original card that they call that. I can't remember. Not sure. But, uh, yeah, I think Phyrexian Dragon Engine is a good card, even if it's just the wheel effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like Mishra is is a, a good enough card on his own, but I, I just find his ability really weird for the colors. Yeah. I, when I think of a red-black attacking creature, I don't think of it draining life. Yeah, so the red part would be attacking aggro, I guess. I don't know. And the black part would be draining. Yeah. Gain drain. I don't know. It's just not something that's traditionally uh, right. it in does a red-black archetype. It does but. feel weird. Uh, notably, though, it has the same uh, thing whenever you attack. So Mishra doesn't have to attack yeah. to get that effect. Ooh. So Mishra it's- can sit back like Winota and just be completely out of harm's way and just have this nasty... But if you want to melt him, he needs to attack. Right, right. Okay, so the ideal play pattern for Phyrexian, for these cards, is like, on turn three, you lay the Phyrexian Dragon Engine, then turn four, you lay the Mishra, and turn five, you attack and meld, I guess, is the thing. That's like what they've designed. Uh, Of course, there are other ways to do other things. Yeah. Um, Is the proper play pattern... Turn three, you lay the dragon engine. Your opponent lightning bolts it. Turn <laughs> four, you lay Mishra. Turn five, you un- unearth the dragon engine and then attack. Yeah, yeah it is nice that this one is a little bit more removal proof. Uh, because yeah. Yix is a little bit harder, or Mishra is a little bit harder to kill. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Urza. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just in a lot of your cheap stuff isn't going to hit him, you know? Mm. Yeah, the five back in. Right. The the five back in or the converter man plus three or less or in it, you know? Yeah. I think the Phyrexian Dragon Engine has um, multi-format possibilities, I guess. Yeah. I I, I feel like if you're going to be in standard and you're going to play one of them, you're going to play both of them. Yeah. Because the thing with the Dragon Engine is you don't have to unearth it in other formats. You can, you know, cheat him in another way, and then he would just stay, right? And then you get that wheel effect. Yeah, because it does not say he has to be unearthed. It just says he has to enter the battlefield from your graveyard. Correct. Mm. So um, you can persist him or something where he goes to the graveyard and comes back with a one, one or negative one, negative one, and then get the wheel effect again. Cause that's really what you're going for in like a modern sense. Less about the double striking two, two. Yeah. yeah. More about the wheel. Um, but yeah, I, 
I think. I mean, big, big Mishra, Melded Vishra is is certainly terrifying yeah. if he is on the field. Yes, but he can also be board wiped easily. Yeah, yeah. Fatal, faithful absence gets him again. Yeah, yeah. And also anything that destroys artifacts because he is an artifact creature as well. Yep. So, would I know this isn't standard issued, but. The melted flip side doesn't have a casting cost, so does that mean he can be fatal pushed? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It would be. It would. <laughs> what kind of cliff? He could be eliminated. Standing by to like just push that entire monstrosity <laughs> over. That's some, um, to, to boot. Like, that's some Sleeping how, Beauty Disney levels of. Uh, how high does the cliff have to be? Yeah. <laughs> Like, ah. okay. So, um, last question, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. I think who's better, Urza or Mishra? Um, the melded version is that specifically what Just, you're asking? Um, assuming the play pattern where you're want, going to want to meld them as the the completion, so all three cards uh, take into account. Uh, I think they're both really powerful in the melded melded sides. I think the Phyrexian Dragon Engine and the Might and Weak Stone are the better of the pair. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one's more powerful. Like I might, I'm hottest on the Phyrexian Dragon Engine card itself for like the whole package. I think ours is the better card. The melded version? Yeah. Yeah, it probably is. Although, I mean... Dude, like nine nine trampler every turn. Like when yeah, I, I destroy artifact or planeswalker. Is real. I just feel like Mishra's easier to kill. Three. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And standard, like because yes, you can fateful absence, absence Urza, but Mishra dies to a braid. Yeah, uh, but I, even just in what standard right now, you know. Yeah, it dies to Liliana, it dies to, yeah. Um, Wandering Emperor. Right. Oof. I think it bears mentioning that Urza dying to Faithful Absence will never not be funny to me. <laughs> uh, just, I can't. It's just hilarious. Um, okay, I said this was going to be the last question, but I actually thought of another one. There are apparently three meld cards in this set because when they put Urza and Misha together, they realized that um, they could go for a cycle if they made one that was green. What do you think that might be? Is that real? Uh, yeah. Mark Rosewater said it on a stream. As a oh, mono green? Well, he said, I think you could guess what color it is. So I assume it had green in oh, it. At least. Gotcha. Green. So it'd be green. And then we're, so we're guessing what the, the character is. Yeah, or yeah, what the character would be, um, I suppose. Which um Big Maro. Multani? Mm-hmm. I think back then it would be Maro, maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah, who was the maybe. the soul of Argoth? Or that was the name of the island, right? Um oh. the island that they met on to do their final battle? It was Argoth, right? Am I is that is that Atania? wrong? Is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah, like Titania Protector of Argoth is a card. Ooh. Yeah. Is there any green 
creature from then that has like some kind of uh, artifact or equipment that would be notable to make its own card out of. Ooh, yeah. To complete the cycle, it, it would meld with a artifact. That's right. So mm-hmm. we're right. You're right. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. That would, that's interesting. I didn't, I, I just thought of this and didn't do my research, but what would it be? Yeah, I would have to, yeah, it would stand to reason it would meld with an artifact. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, if it's someone from the time period, I'm just not sure, but like you could do like a Vivian with her uh, arc bow. If you're, mm-hmm. I don't know who all's traveling back in time. I don't think she was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't I know think, yet. I think it has to, it has to do with, I think it has to do with, Argoth, because this all represents the final fight, right? Mm-hmm. So it's Urza turns into dragon engine. I mean, Misha turns into dragon uh, monster. Urza turns into planeswalker, and then Argoth was there. So the like the soul of Argoth or the Titan or you know something happened to do with the the island that got destroyed. Probably a Maro sorcerer or something. Is my guess, or you know, something possible. Needless to say, I'm excited to see what it is because that was like a teaser that really got me peaked. Because doesn't uh, Multani has some kind of staff, right? He does Mm, staff Multani. Gonna have to go deep in the magic lore. I'll call up the the Vorthos that we know and pick their brain about it. I feel like there was an elf back then, too, that had a particular sword, but I cannot, for the life of me, remember Yeah, anything else about it other than that. I don't know. Interesting. We're going to go, oh, my God, that makes so much sense when they reveal it. Yeah, here in a month when they finish doing all the spoilers. It's either going to be that reaction or it's going to be like, who the f*** is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never. It's it's going to be one of those two. Yeah, Yeah. in between. We're going to see it and we're going to be like, oh, duh. Of course, it's Reese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's, uh, was a lot of around back then? Yeah, yeah. He was, Hmm. I think. Because didn't he have some kind of crown or something? He did. That was an artifact. Yeah, Eladomri could be it. Yeah. Maybe. Um, But he's not a huge titan. I, I feel like. It have to like the meld version. Eladomri plus something turns into big, giant, scary monster. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like something idea. has to represent the uh, forces of Argoth that were there. Just Hogak. I don't know it It'll be. just be Hogak. <laughs> Hogak melds with Hodak. Hogak if Hogak is in the graveyard and one is on the battlefield. That's actually not a bad design, actually. He had two legendary creatures. If one's a, one is in the graveyard, then they meld into big one. <laughs> I should be on the wizard's design team. Yeah, and then and then they immediately ban it because it's way powerful. <laughs> Consider this my application. Okay, um, well, let's wrap this show up. Tell everyone where they can find us, Ben. You can find us on Twitter at MPG Pod. You can find me on my personal Twitter at Be Nice MPG. Where can they find you, moderator Dave? They can find me on uh, Twitter at Dave underscore MPG. Where can they find you, other Dave? Have you found yourself? I, I noticed that you had trouble uh, 
calling in this week. That's why we had to push the podcast back because uh-huh. you were very lost. I am in Oregon. Oregon. Yep. Yeah. Oregon. Uh, did you successfully um, avoid getting dysentery? <laughs> I did, but uh, apparently the covered wagon that I took in with was trying to recreate the Oregon Trail. <laughs> and so I am. Yes, yes, successfully, I might add, but I am now further away than where I planned on being. You grinding some organs? Don't make it weird. Well, you know, the organ grinder card. That's a thing. I understand that reference. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully you can make it uh, Magic 30 on time. We got, what is it, the 12th now at time of recording? Yeah. Got like half a month to uh, get there. Yeah, you're almost there. Just got to go south a little bit on the one or the three or whatever that highway is in California. Yeah. Just, you know, hopefully nothing catches on fire. Fire season is over out west, right? I think so. Fire season is never over. All right. Well, that's the show, folks. Cue the music. (laughs) 